What's up, everyone? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download it today. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. It is almost midnight on Sunday as I record this. It's been a long weekend, obviously, with the NFL draft, some recruiting stuff. We'll talk about all that on the pod little bit of David Roddy and the latest with Becky Hammond as well. She's been granted permission to interview with Toronto, which is big. So we'll have plenty to dive into on this one. Um, but I'll be honest, guys, I've been struggling to record this pod all day long. I just, after hearing what happened to Shaq Barrett's two-year-old daughter this morning, if you didn't see, she tragically drowned in their family pool and it's just been really hard to focus on anything else to get on here and act as if the NFL draft or even the playoffs. I mean, the Avalanche lost a game seven tonight and my heart was just really not even in that game. It, it's just been one of those days where I've truly felt sick to my stomach because this horrible thing happened to just such a beautiful family. And frankly, I'm at a loss for words, guys. Um, it's obviously news in, in CSU circles. It's not like I could do a pod today and, and not address it. But I have no idea what I'm supposed to say other than just I'm truly heartbroken for Shaq and for Jordana and for their entire family. And frankly, nobody deserves to go through something like this, but especially not them. Going back to even his time at CSU, they were young parents. Shaq has always been a football star, but he's been a dad first and foremost. And you don't even have to know him personally. Just take a peek at his Instagram. His entire social presence is just how much he loves his family and his kids. And it's just them at Disney World and them at the beach. And uh, you just hate to see something so tragic happen to just such a kind and genuine man. And, uh, yeah, it just kind of puts everything into perspective. Some of the things that we care about and are passionate about that we invest all this time, this commitment in, in the grand scheme of things, they don't matter so much. And just my heart, my prayers, they go out to Shaq, they go out to the entire Barrett family. I honestly don't know what else to say other than just my heart breaks for them. and. I know there's a whole lot of people out there, members of the Ramley, that feel the exact same way. All right, we're going to move forward. We're going to do our best to try and bring it up here a little bit. Uh, it's it's not going to be a super high-energy pod. It's just not. It's been a day. But there is plenty to talk about. There's plenty of news to get into. And there is some exciting stuff happening for CSU fans including on the recruiting trail. CSU football picked up a commitment today, experienced FCS DB. We'll get into that in a little bit. But I think the most exciting news for CSU fans this weekend, uh, outside of Joey Porter Jr. going to Pittsburgh, which is a neat little story, obviously, where the CSU legend played the majority of his career. Also, uh, Joey ended up playing a little bit for Miami and Arizona at the end. But he's, he's always going to be known as a Steeler. So for the hometown kid, Joey Porter Jr. played at Penn State for him to end up on the same team where his pop starred. 
that's pretty special. The big news, though, was obviously that Becky Hammond has been granted permission to speak with Toronto regarding their head coaching vacancy. They recently moved on from Nick Nurse, who, you know, widely viewed as a respected coach, a guy that obviously won a title when Kawhi was there, but it just seemed to kind of get stagnant over the last couple of years as Toronto regressed in the post-Kawhi era. And so it just seemed like one of those situations where it was best for both sides for Nurse to move on. This was not a secret or a surprise or anything like that going back to before the All-Star break. It was pretty well widely speculated and reported that you know Nurse was even talking to other teams. But it opens up the possibility of Becky potentially becoming the first female head coach in the NBA. I've already talked about this so many times regarding her resume and why I think she would be a great coach. So I'm not really going to go down that whole spiel again, but I will say that I do think Toronto would be a great spot for Becky to get a head coaching job just because it's a city with great fans. They've got a great GM and Masai Ujiri, and it's just an organization that has a winning track record of late, which is huge in pro sports. I wouldn't say that it's an all-star roster or anything like that, and I imagine they're going to be trying to move on from a couple of these aging pieces here. I mean, Pascal Siakam, for instance, has been involved in trade rumors for what feels like half a decade. But landing with an organization that has won recently, that has shown a willingness to spend on players, that has a respected GM that's proven he can build a championship winner, That's the type of situation I've long envisioned and hoped for when it comes to Becky getting a head coaching job in the NBA, because that is one of the things I've talked about in the past. It's not just about getting a job. It's about getting the right job. There are places in pro sports where you are just destined to fail. And usually it comes down to a lack of resources, poor infrastructure, poor management, that type of stuff. But that's not the impression that I get with Toronto. And I think that working with Masai in that franchise for a group of fans that truly love the Raptors and might even embrace a female coach better than, you know, certain cities. It just feels like a really good spot for her to land. And I genuinely hope she gets it. I'm sure that if she were to accept a head coaching job in the NBA, she might catch a little bit of flack from people saying that she's basically abandoning the WNBA, but you can never please anybody. And at this point, She has most certainly put in the time she's earned this opportunity and all the respect that she receives in the basketball world. So fingers crossed, we'll all keep our eyes on that situation. We'll talk about it as we get any type of updates. We'll see if she interviews with anybody else this offseason. But before we briefly talk about Daquan Jackson landing with the Jags and then briefly just a little talk about David Roddy and Memphis, their season coming to an end, and then we'll get into all that recruiting stuff. Real quick, Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of All City and DNVR. We love our Pins and Aces gear and get tons of compliments on and off the course. They're a family-owned golf and apparel business based right here in Colorado. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep the drinks cold the entire round. Check out pinsandaces.com. Use the code DNVR to get 15% off your first order and free shipping. That is pinsandaces.com. 
Additionally, professional rugby has returned to Rugby Town USA as your hometown American Raptors have begun its six-match homestand against these six South American rugby teams that make up the brand-new Super Rugby Americas competition. You can find their full schedule at AmericanRaptors.com. What's even better, though, is our guy, Colton Strickler, a CSU alumnus, has you covered with all things rugby. You can learn about it with his 101 Rugby podcast. You can keep up with all the best bets. He gives out weekly betting advice. He also has great interviews with athletes, coaches, and more. He really does a terrific job on that beat. So check it all out. Follow him on Twitter at Colton Strickler. You can also follow our rugby coverage at DNVR underscore rugby. There are going to be watch parties for the matches at the bar, swag, ticket giveaways as well. Tickets are just $10 and children 12 and under are free. If you can't make it, watch all the American Raptors matches live on ESPN+. See you in Rugby Town, USA. I meant to get to this when we were talking about Joey Porter Jr., but CSU did not have anybody drafted in this year's NFL draft second straight year where that was the case, unfortunately. The silver lining, though, is I think there's a possibility for CSU to have quite a few guys drafted over the next couple of cycles, whether it's Mo Kamara, Chigose Anusium, you know, Jack Howell, Torrey Horton. There's a lot of NFL prospects on this roster and brighter days are ahead. They just did not happen to have any this season. Uh, that said, Daquan Jackson did sign as an undrafted free agent with his hometown Jacksonville Jaguars. I've talked a lot about how Daquan is going to need to show more in pass coverage if he's going to want to stick it at the next level. But the fact that he got this opportunity with the hometown team is really cool. Almost certainly be rooting for him. He was always really gracious, really humble during his time at CSU a great interviewee, but if he can just bust his tail, do the little things on special team, make enough plays when he has an opportunity to shine, you never know. I mean, even hanging around, making the practice squad would be huge. Just stick around with the organization as long as possible, and you never know what type of situation might arise. Injuries happen, mid-season call-ups every single year. It always seems like there's some type of guy that's been a career practice squad player or somebody that's bounced around from roster to roster and ends up making a name for himself. It only takes one good stretch of a couple weeks to get yourself a contract. But even getting to that stage is obviously easier said than done. There are plenty of guys that get opportunities outside of college before we even get to the preseason, but they never end up playing any significant football in the league. We'll have to see with Daquan. I really don't know. He's a sure tackler. He's one of the hardest workers that was on the team these last couple of years. Really smart guy as well. But to make it at linebacker in the NFL, you've got to be solid in pass coverage. And just being real, Jacksonville is a team that's invested quite a bit in their front seven these past couple of years. So the competition for playing time is going to be stiff. All right, moving on. We shouted out Becky. We shouted out DJ. We also want to shout out our guy, David Roddy. He wrapped up his rookie season with the Memphis Grizzlies, played in 70 games, averaged just under seven points per, uh, shot 43% from the floor, 31% from three-point range. We'd like to see the three-point shooting go up a little bit in the future, free-throw shooting as well, only 63% this season. I'm sure some of that was nerves. But I think he set a really solid foundation with this rookie season. I think he has impressed the franchise enough to where they trust him. I think he's going to be a part of that picture moving forward. You saw whenever they had some injuries with some of the superstars, his role would increase. They trusted him defensively in some pretty difficult matchups, even in the playoffs. 
And it's going to be really exciting to see where he can take it from here. I've talked a lot about how neat it is just as a CSU fan to be able to have a guy like David in the league representing making Sports Center top 10 plays. He had one of the top 10 dunks of the year. I mean, that's huge, guys. That's huge for the visibility of CSU as a basketball program. It's a huge recruiting sell for Medved and these coaches. You could go to a high major and sit on the bench, or you could come here, play a ton, get great coaching, get developed, and then be a first-round pick and go play for a contender in the league. It's just a big win for the optics of the program. And, you know, on a less deep level, it's just fun. I grew up playing Madden, and I would always add the CSU guys in the NFL to my franchise, whether it was Joel Dreesen, Joey Porter, if we're going really back, I would always have BVP on the team because it's just a cool thing to have Rams in the league and you want to rep them outside of Jay Smooth in the NBA. And obviously his role, you know, was not very big. There just has not really been much of that when it comes to basketball on the male side. Becky Hammond is, is another story. But it's just really cool having David in the NBA playing for a team that allows him to grow. You know, I, I want to give a lot of credit to Taylor Jenkins as a head coach. There were some rough stretches for David early on in the season. They didn't abandon him. And we see that pretty often in the NBA, especially with teams that have playoff aspirations. It obviously did not end up playing out like the Grizzlies hoped it would. And hopefully this season ends up serving as a valuable learning moment for this young team. I certainly think they would benefit by not bringing Dylan Brooks back. Just get the get the distractions out of there. But it's just been really fun watching David, and I can't wait to see where he goes from here. All right, we're going to wrap up here with some recruiting news, talk about the latest comings and goings for CSU football. But real quick, you know that we love our Breck beers over at DNVR, and it's because Breck Brew has a beer for any occasion. They've been doing it for 32 years, and it all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. Made with 100% renewable energy, gotta love that. And you've also just gotta love the endless variety that they offer. You can't go wrong with any of their great products. I love the hard seltzers. They recently introduced a new shandy. Uh, The Mountain Beach Sour is to die for. Classic Avalanche Amber Ale always hits. Whatever you fancy, check out the beer locator at breckbrew.com. Find a brew near you. And if you're going to be out lounging in the sun, maybe a beer in hand, make sure you're doing it with gear that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all either. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. And what that means is if you lose or break your pair, even day one, they told us they're going to send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they will have your back long after you purchase. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays has given out the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shade's rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Finally, everybody's favorite time of the week is here, and that is, of course, the DraftKings Pick of the Week. DraftKings Pick of the Week. Coming off of a big win in Game 1, I am hoping that the Nuggets can keep it up. I do think it's going to be a high-scoring battle, though, so I like the over 229. You can get that at minus 110. That is for Game 2 
I just think with the scoring that you have on both sides, Book, Durant, and then Jokic with what Murray and MPJ are doing right now, inherently there's going to be some points in this series. There'll be moments as well where it gets tight, but I, I just think the over is going to hit. It's a gut feeling. That's what I'm ro- rocking with. Minus 110, over 229, DraftKings pick of the week. All right, y'all. As of tonight, the portal window is officially closed, so there should be no more departures from the program anytime soon. Um, You might see an announcement of somebody that entered and we just did not know about it. But for the most part, um, the the movement is going to be done. You can add players all summer, so there can be more additions. And CSU got a verbal today in Dom Jones, a safety out of North Dakota State. He's primarily been a rotational defensive back during his time with the Bison, um, but he has been a guy that comes in and plays safety, especially in coverage scenarios. He had three picks in 2020. And while I do think that safety is going to be one of the strengths for CSU, especially in that starting lineup, I think he gives you another guy that could come in and potentially play inside, maybe a little bit of nickel. But ultimately, you can just never have enough experience and enough guys that can cover in that back end. You were stoked about the possibilities with Chiggy, with Aiden Hector, with Blackburn, and with Howell all returning. It seems like Ron Harge, the Oregon State transfer, and Dom Morris, the uh, Furman transfer, are going to work out as well. If they also can hit on Dom Jones out of NDSU, all of a sudden you're feeling really good about the depth of that secondary. You felt pretty good about the top guys going in. It was the depth that was going to be the big question mark. Right now, man, I'm, I'm feeling great about the secondary and the defensive line. I like what we've seen out of Chase Wilson and Drew Kulik at linebacker. I do think that if they could add another veteran linebacker, that is something they would explore. I've got my eye on a couple of different guys right now, uh, one out of Washington, one out of TCU, so we'll kind of see what happens there. But yeah, Jones is a great addition, 41 games of FCS experience, obviously comes from a winning program, spent four years in that program, but will still have two years to play after redshirting in 2019 and getting to keep his eligibility for the 2020 season. Just another solid addition, and he's a guy that I'm excited to see work under Freddie Banks, who just seems to find the the best role for all these different defensive backs, whether it's Hector or Howell or, or Blackburn even. Um, he's just kind of a guru at these DBs. Before we get out of here, giving you guys an update on the departures, Kyle Day Jr., wide receiver out of Cherry Creek. Speedster, the only Adazio recruit that Norvell actually signed in that first cycle, has decided to leave. A bit disappointing, has seemingly been Uh, impacted by injuries a little bit while at CSU, just haven't really seen him a ton on the field. And I know there was some frustration from the staff there in that regard, but yeah, he's a guy that I would have liked to have seen get another year here. Just didn't really seem to click with this new staff. Same goes with Demir Abdullah, who has also elected to leave. He ran with the twos in the spring game, you know, six foot seven, big bodied frame converted to tight end from wide receiver once Norvell and the staff came over. But, you know, the writing on the wall was kind of there with the staff signing three new tight ends in this 2023 cycle. Finally, we've got Langston Williams, defensive back out of Eagle Crest, another Adazio recruit, has ultimately decided to move on. He was playing quite a bit this spring, and I thought he might be in the mix to be kind of one of the number two corners this fall. Uh, That said, he will move on with three years of eligibility remaining. 
probably the biggest surprise transfer uh, so far this spring. But considering you just added a veteran in Don Morris, I really don't think you're that worried about it. Moving forward, feel pretty good about the depth of the defense everywhere, except maybe linebacker, which again, I do think they will explore adding a veteran there if possible. All right, that's all I've got for y'all tonight. We'll have more content coming throughout the week. We'll be trying to get some of these uh, transfer players on as well as some of the 2024 commits. Try and have some fun with some basketball interviews as well. It is off-season mode after all. But yeah, shout out to all of you for continuing to support me. Much love, y'all. One last time, just prayers out to the Barrett family. All of Ram Nation sends love and support their way. Probably never make it when you listening to that right now. I said we on that.